Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. Hailing frequencies open, you've tapped into Trek FM's Hyper Channel. I'm Luke Weir. Let's dive into the latest Star Trek news. We'll start out with some more Discovery news, and unfortunately, we do have to go through some more bad news. But don't worry, there's some good Discovery news on the way as well. But first, Star Trek Discovery's release date has been pushed back again. It will no longer be premiering this May. The series release window is now undetermined. The most logical justifications for this is that the team behind Discovery needs more time for filming or post-production. The series is in production from now through September 7th, and the four-month time span between now and May doesn't really allow much time to finish the extensive visual effects that we expect to see with the new series. Also, James Hibbard from Entertainment Weekly has another theory about the delay. He thinks that the casting of Sonequa Martin-Green has altered when CBS wants to debut the show. His thinking is that there could be a marketplace confusion. In other words, CBS doesn't want to air a show starring Sonequa Martin Green at the same time that she's also starring on another series, The Walking Dead, on a competing network. Now, since Discovery will be on CBS All Access, the timing of the premiere doesn't necessarily have to fit in with the typical television launch windows, so it doesn't really need to debut in September or January or May. In a statement, CBS said, We love the cast and the scripts, and we are excited about the world the producers have created. This is an ambitious project. We will be flexible on a launch date if it's best for the show. We've said from the beginning it's more important to do this right than to do it fast. There is also added flexibility presented on CBS All Access, which isn't beholden to seasonal premieres or launch windows, end quote. We'll be sure to let you know as soon as Discovery's third and hopefully final launch date is announced. But hey, we have some exciting Discovery news as well. James Frain has been cast as Sarek, a.k.a. Spock's father, in Star Trek Discovery. James Frain has been working on a wide variety of TV shows, including 24, True Blood, Grimm, True Detective, Orphan Black, and most recently, Gotham. He will be the fourth actor to portray Spock's father. Most Star Trek fans probably first think of Mark Leonard. He portrayed Sarek in the original series, the animated series, The Next Generation, and some of the original series films. Jonathan Simpson played a young Sarek in Star Trek V, An Undiscovered Country, and Ben Cross most recently portrayed him in the 2009 Star Trek reboot. CBS has also released a teaser officially announcing the production of Star Trek Discovery. In the video, you can catch a lot of quick glimpses of various aspects of the production. You can see some sets being constructed, uh, concept art for the ship, a preview of a blue Starfleet uniform, and much more. This video also introduces a new logo for the series. The Starfleet insignia in the old logo had a bit of a brushed metal look to it and seemed uh, seemed a bit grungy, you might say. Uh, the new insignia is a lighter color, a bit more of a tannish brown. It's skinnier and longer than the old one, and the brushed metal effect has been toned down quite a bit. If you're looking forward to Discovery, you'll definitely want to check out this video. We'll link to it down in the show notes. In other casting news, Patrick Stewart has been cast in an upcoming major animated film, and, uh, well, look, there's no great way to say this. Patrick Stewart will be voicing the poop emoji in the upcoming emoji movie from Sony Pictures. The casting was announced in a tweet featuring a picture of his character and the caption, quote, he ain't no party pooper, end quote. He joins castmates T.J. Miller, Jennifer Coolidge, James Corden, Maya Rudolph, and many more. Patrick Stewart is no stranger to animation. He's worked on animated shows like American Dad, Robot Chicken, and Family Guy. The Emoji Movie is coming to theaters on August 4th. 
SpaceX is finally back into the privatized space race after an extended absence due to one of their rockets exploding on a platform back in September. The Falcon 9 rocket had a successful launch earlier this month. Its mission was to take 10 new Iridium Next satellites into space. All 10 of those satellites launched successfully, and this is just a part of SpaceX's plan to create a new data division that will eventually be composed of 95 satellites, and this will be the largest commercial rocket deal in history. You can read more about SpaceX X's plans for later on this year. You can also check out pictures and video of the launch in the links we'll have in the show notes. An asteroid has been named after Will Wheaton. It's known as Asteroid 391257, Will Wheaton, all one word. You can read up about this asteroid on NASA's website. We'll link to it in the show notes. Other Star Trek alumni who have had asteroids named after them include George Decay, Nichelle Nichols, and Gene Roddenberry. If you're an owner of Amazon's digital assistant Alexa, you know that typically you have to say Alexa to wake it up, but Star Trek fans will be excited to know that you can now wake it up by saying computer. All you have to do is change the wake word for Alexa, which you can do in the Alexa app. If you need instructions, there's a Lifehacker article in the show notes that can help you out and bring you one step closer to feeling like you're a starship captain in your own home. You can now sign up for the Living Playtest for Star Trek Adventures, a new role-playing game from Modifius Entertainment, the company behind other role-playing games like Conan, Infinity, and Cthulhu, and more. The game's story is being developed by Scott Pearson and New York Times bestselling Star Trek author Dayton Ward, along with a team of Star Trek writers and tabletop gaming veterans. Star Trek Adventures takes place in the Prime Universe, and the Living Playtest gives Star Trek fans a chance to participate in the game's development. You can sign up for one of four ships that each feature a different emphasis. The game's official release will be sometime this summer, but you can get in on the action now by going to the game's official website. January 31st was NASA's Day of Remembrance. Every year, they take time to honor the astronauts we've lost in tragedies. Those include the crews of Apollo 1, the Challenger, and the Columbia. This also marks the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 1 tragedy, where a fire broke out in the Apollo capsule during a pre-flight test. That fire took the lives of astronauts Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee. I'd highly encourage you to check out the Day of Remembrance website, which, of course, will also be in the show notes as well. Astronaut Gene Cernan has passed away at the age of 82. He was one of only three astronauts who have ever gone to the moon twice, first in 1969 on Apollo 10 and then in 1972 when he actually got to land on the moon. He said his moon landing experience was, quote, perhaps the brightest moment of my life. It's like you would want to freeze that moment and take it home with you, but you can't, end quote. He was also the last person to set foot on the moon. He logged a total of 566 hours and 15 minutes in space, with over 73 of those hours being on the moon's surface. In 1973, he became special assistant to the manager of the Apollo program, and he assisted in the planning and development of the U.S.-Soviet Apollo Soyuz mission. And in the first years after he retired from NASA, he testified before Congress about taking another group of astronauts to the moon. He unfortunately did not live to see that next generation of astronauts take flight. In our recommended viewing today, we've got some great videos you'll want to check out. A 360-degree video featuring some of Star Trek's most iconic ships is on CBS's YouTube channel. This video debuted as a VR experience at CES earlier this month. It's referred to as an advertisement tie-in for Star Trek Discovery, although there isn't any new Discovery-related content in the video. Also, there's a fun short film you should check out starring Zoe Saldana and Stephen Hawking, along with a few other fun cameos. It's called Quantum is Calling. You can check out 
out those videos in the show notes. That's it for today's Hyper Channel. You can keep up with me on Twitter at CraptasticLuke. That's spelled like Fantastic Luke, but with a crap instead of a fan. You can add me on Facebook too. Just search for Luke Weir. You can follow Trek FM on Twitter and Facebook. You should also join Trek FM's Facebook group, The Babel Conference. It's a private group just for Trek FM listeners. We have some great Star Trek discussions on there. Just search for The Babel Conference. That's B-A-B-E-L. You can also support the Trek FM network on Patreon. Go to P-A-T. T-R-E-O-N.com slash Trek FM and check out the various levels of support you can choose from. And if you want to keep up with all of the shows on Trek FM, you can subscribe to the Trek FM master feed, or you can keep up with individual Trek FM shows on their own individual feeds. Those are all up on all of your favorite podcast apps. You can also stream or download episodes or grab the RSS feeds from our website, Trek.fm. I'm Luke Weir. We'll be back soon with another episode of Hyper Channel. Hyper Channel.